Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. We're excited to welcome this week's special guest, David, the Big Orange Terea. I wanted to start the episode by giving a really heartfelt thank you to all of our listeners and followers. We we dropped the podcast last week. I've I've received a number of text, pictures, calls uh, about the pod. Really good feedback. We're on Apple and Spotify. Big SEC guys, so go subscribe. Give us a like, leave us a review. Let's keep this train rolling for the big SEC guys. But really, really a big shout out and a thank you to all of our all of our listeners out there. It's it's really it's really warmed my heart to see some of the positive feedback. I've I've really enjoyed that piece. I uh, went into Rocky's Deli this morning to grab a sandwich around eleven thirty, and uh, you know, r- right when I walked in, boom, Dan loving the pod. Uh, so that was great. Shout out Rocky Stelly, Savannah. Um, so this is this has really been a dream come true. So thank you, thank you to all of our listeners and subscribers so far. Now that we've got that out of the way, I'd now like to uh, personally apologize to all of our our listeners, our followers uh, about my South Carolina Gamecocks. Let me tell you, David Tuck, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with Shane Beamer. I'm fed up with this South Carolina football team. That was one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen. I was at the game with 15 buddies from college. Fun fact about that game, we had 30 carries for negative two rushing yards. Excuse me, 31 I carries. I genuinely don't know how that's even possible. 31 carries for negative two rushing yards. David, me, you, and Tucker could carry the ball. <laughs> More than that. I mean, absolutely. One carries pretty easily against maybe every team in college football. This is the worst. I, I don't think I didn't. I can't comprehend. This is the worst offensive line I, I've ever seen watching South Carolina for, you know, let's confidently watching for, let's call it like 20, 24, 25 years now. We might have the worst offensive line in Power Five football. Uh, I'm not going to call us Carolina anymore because that's North Carolina. <laughs> I don't even think we deserve to be USC. I think that's Southern California now. So <laughs> when you hear me talk about the Gamecocks, I, I'm going to I'm going to be calling us South Carolina because we don't. That's what we deserve. Our running backs, guys. Running backs are terrible. We have this converted quarterback wide receiver named on Joiner, who seems like a wonderful person, seems like an awesome teammate. The dude's not a running back. It was his first game playing running back, and the line was terrible. He looked awful. Our other running back, Dude McDowell's the small guy, looked terrible. Go ahead, David. I was going to say, did Nicole's Harbor even play? No, I he like was I like, never even saw him. He was hurting in a sling, but that's oh, another thing that makes me that. so mad about Beamer. He lies. He just lies to us about our injury reports. I uh, I mentioned to y'all in, in our week one preview, I said, if Juice Wells doesn't play, you know, I'm really worried about this game. 
Juice Wells trotted out there for literally the first play of the game, and that was it. Then he was done. He played like I think he played the first three plays, the first series, never played yeah. again. Nick Harbor was supposed to play. Instead of Nick Harbor going in, uh, our slot receiver got hurt, and Nick Harbor's like one of the next guys up. Instead of Nick Harbor going in, we put in Luke Doty, our backup quarterback, to play. Dude, slot I receiver. couldn't believe that. Dude. Did you know he was a receiver? No, no, nobody. Okay, knew. okay. I, like, I just wanted I to like, make oh. sure. I was like, dude, what? Because I re- remember him just from like the recruiting days. But I was like, dude, I yeah. can't believe that guy's. I thought he was a converted receiver, just catching passes. He actually had a decent game. He, he well, yeah, he actually did look okay at receiver. I got to give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Luke play. Doty, but. I, he came in and I was like, oh, we're about to do a reverse pass with our backup quarterback. And then we threw it to him. And I was like, this is fascinating. Um, I think Dowell Loggins, our new offensive coordinator, I'm not thrilled with him. Our offensive line was so bad. And I think that the offensive coordinator, he's an important part of that. I will tell you the pros. I, I did get some texts during the game, like, LOL at you putting Rattler at number three in the QB rankings. That was really <laughs> silly. I think the opposite. I if we were to yeah, rank actually, QBs yeah. right now, I would have Rattler at one. I I thought it was the best performance maybe I've ever seen from a quarterback. It was nuts. That's an exaggeration. I, but it was it was impressive with how bad that line was. He threw it away six times. He had two drops, and he was thirty for thirty nine. So he's thirty for thirty one if you don't count the throwing away and the drops. He he had no time. He was running for his life, and he was just absolutely dropping dimes. I thought he was in. I thought he was incredible. Xavier Leggett, who I've continued to mention. He, that that kid's a stud, yeah. He's, he's a beast. Nine catches for 180 yards. He's 6'3", 230, incredible shape, super fast. So when what Juice year was that guy? Back, he's a senior now. He's been around forever okay. and never really done anything, but he's just a freak athlete. So maybe this is the year you know he breaks out. But overall, I – I'm really fed up with the South Carolina team. So for everybody out there who took South Carolina money line, because they're listening to this podcast, that's on me. Uh, I have minimal confidence in the South Carolina team. I also said we were going to win 10 wins in the over under, which I really, really regret. Um, this looked like a four or five win football team to me. So I'm, I'm really fed up with Shane Beamer. Dude, I, I was, uh, well, I saw you, I saw your Instagram picture with the talking about Pete Limbo. I guess I just didn't pay He's enough attention to South Carolina. Then they get that onside kick, and I was like, dude, this guy. And then McElroy, you were at the game, so you didn't hear the broadcast, but he was loving Limbo, talking about he was his favorite. He voted for him as like his favorite coordinator or something. Uh, and then that, and then you all turn it over on down right yeah, after the perfect. onside kick. I was oh, like, yeah. Jesus. Dude. David, that's a great <laughs> call out. So Pete Limbo, shout out Pete Limbo. At the game, I was wearing a Pete Limbo shirt with his face on it. Yeah, uh, that's what I saw then. Yeah. He was the uh yeah, he was the special teams coach of the year last year. And he's our special teams coordinator. I I I, I he is the best special teams coach in all of college football. He's a genius. He he relates everything back to like uh, different um wars. Like he's very into yeah. history, so he relates everything back to these different wars and battles. Uh, he's he's awesome. So oh, Pete Limbo's still awesome. On Limbo. Yeah, Pete Limbo's still awesome. Offensive line terrible. Also, our defensive line's really terrible. We gave up nine sacks and I think six tackles for loss. We had zero sacks and one tackle for loss. So yeah, I yes. mean, you weren't watching the game, but like on the, I don't know if you watched the replay, but North Carolina last year had 17 sacks all year. 
and they had nine. <laughs> more, than, more, than half, more than half of that against us. Uh, I'm, I that is not, unbelievable, dude. I, have I, have I mean, watched their the replay. I bet it was a bloodbath yeah. with the commentators. Yeah. I can only it imagine was, how bad that yeah. looked on TV. That was like a running stat line the whole game. It was like, North Carolina has 17 sacks. It was like, they have six. They have seven. Oh it's not. It's like, oh, my God. It's just embarrassing. And the well, SEC, and- we know this. Last thing, Tuck, then I'll let you go. The SEC oh, yeah. is, a, is a line of scrimmage league. Our offensive line is terrible, and our defensive line is just as bad. Tuck, you talked about Georgia iron sharpens iron. Shane Beamer had a press conference yesterday and was like, the offensive line looked so much better this week in practice. And I was like, well, that's because they're going against our terrible defensive line. It's just like bad on bad and we're not getting better. So I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in this football team. Tuck, go ahead. Um, as someone who, who publicly took the over on South Carolina this year and, and went four and one this week, with my one loss being South Carolina, the in the Gamecocks, I accept your apology. You, Thank you. You, you, Appreciate that. you, you pulled me in. You, you had me believing. I don't know why I do, I do these things. I, you South Carolina fans are honestly so delusional. It's it's hilarious to me. But look, I I'm, I'm not here to harp on it. Um, I will say that. It had to have been rough watching, you know. I, I mean, sack nine times. I, I did the math real quick. I was like, how many times did he drop back? Um, and he essentially had 20% of his dropbacks. He, he was sacked. So one in five times he dropped back for a pass, he, he was sacked. And then with the 16 tackles for loss, that was 22% of plays. Okay. Um, so 22% of total plays y'all moved backwards. So one, uh, again, one in five, it's just once y'all played pretty good in the first half and then case and Henry went out and it just felt like y'all had no depth and everyone got tired and y'all literally just the bottom fell out. And, and you know, at, it, it was tough to watch the second half cause, cause you just knew what was going to happen. And, and, there was nothing you could really do. I, I will say, you know, Xavier Leggett is a, is a stud. stud. Uh, Juice he's Wells. A, he's a dog. I, I want to say Juice Wells would have helped. I, I don't know how much you can help when, when your quarterback is literally just running for his life all game. Literally. Um, but also, I mean, I don't want to completely bash UNC here. I, I mean, Drake may – He's a stud. We both kind of laughed at David when he said Drake May was going to be the first pick in the draft over Caleb Williams. And after watching this game, I was like, damn, this guy is good. He, he just makes plays. He's a stud. And, and he's they, still so young, too. And he's got the perfect frame. He has a cannon. Like, he'll, yeah. NFL will be all over him. Yeah. I mean, he, he, and he's obviously like super smart guy. I mean, he just like knew when to scramble, when to keep the head up, when when to make the throw, when to make the run. It it was, it was crazy seeing it now. Yeah. He had a couple of bad throws too. Yes. I I mean, it did feel like right when y'all's South Carolina was down and out. I mean, I think that's around when you start texting me during the game, Dan, when you, you were in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then y'all secondary started getting picks because Drake May was throwing some foolish things there. Um, those were, yeah, those were good interceptions. Those were both like pretty good balls, just a good defensive play. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I, I don't think any interception is a good ball. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. And, and like if you're Drake May, you're up big. There's no reason to throw a ball that could ever be picked off. Like I, I mean, throwing it away and punting it is obviously way better than a pickoff. Um, and they all came in that time period. So, but he was, I don't know. It, it just looked like he was playing around out there. And, and yeah, y- y'all's defense line did not do much. I, I will say, I feel like y'all had a little bit more pressure than the one tackle for loss is giving you credit for, but Drake may was able to just escape it. Um, oh, he kept escaping pressure. It was so frustrating, but he was just dancing around. Yeah. It, it, and the sad thing is North Carolina was out some wide receivers too. Um, not, I mean, obviously South Carolina had a lot of injuries and would have played better. I just, I don't think South Carolina, you know, with that offensive line and that defensive line are going to do much of anything. This um, the I, I mean, that offensive line, I know you were at the game, but watching on TV, they just kept shooting oh, it over were, to Beamer. Oh God, dude. And yeah. Beamer's face was just like, I don't know what to do. And, and like you said about about y'all's offense coordinator, he didn't help out your offensive line at no, all. He did. It not. was like, you know, I, I was watching something. I think throw a screen. Yeah, throw. Well, y'all threw screen. some screens, but that was like it. But I, I like I saw I was watching something on, on Texas's offense the other day, and uh, how they put nine people in the box and just let their two wide receivers on the outside kind of cook and, and, oh, and yeah. hope they get man to man out there and and. Um, they either run it if they have, you know, the number, if the safety's over the running back or they throw it if they got one-on-one on the outside. And I was like, that's what USC needs to do, um, yeah. especially moving forward when when you got Juice Wells. I, I mean, you got two really good wide receivers. Put everyone else in the damn box and have them protect Spencer Rattler. And, like and, then, and then literally just let those two guys cook on the outside and see what you can do. Now – We'll see if your offense corner picks up on it, but if, if if he continues to just leave your tackles, I mean your right tackle is just getting just off. Dude, he got torched, bro. <laughs> he was, oh so my he was god! They would just, they showed a hundred replays of him. Just I mean, I don't a, think dude. he was a transfer from I think Western Illinois. <laughs> I was like, what is this guy doing in the SEC? Why is it was here? so bad? I mean, it, it, would, uh, but it like, was but like a simple stunt too. It's and a then like, he just, like he would just get totally faked out, and then it's just like, oh my god. But I was I was sitting there and I was like, all right, well, have the running back just go straight over and help him and check that guy. Have a put a tight end over there and check that guy. Like yeah, chip him with a tight end. Yeah, they did none of that, and it was just it was literally just Spencer Rattler just running for his fucking life. And yeah, it was, get Luke. Dodie back there, dude. Just throwing some chip blocks, dude. He can play quarterback and receiver. I'm sure he's Luke seems like awesome. the guy. I bet he's a fucking hard nose. Yeah, uh, he's a damn block. good athlete. You can tell, yeah. <laughs> he's a that, that guy that guy will throw all his body weight at any DN that's in the NCAA. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just by the look at it, UNC didn't have like imposing looking guys. I don't know. It's not no, their defense not like is the Will terrible. Anderson coming at them. No. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of nobodies. Say, I, it, they had a I'm, couple. They had one or two good guys, but I wouldn't say like crazy. Like, I'm curious to see guys. you know as we move forward if North Carolina's defense has actually taken a big step forward, um, or if y'all's offensive line is just that bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they but their, their defense looked good. Good. 
Yeah, they were flying around for sure. They, and, and Gene Chizik's they good. Recruited I mean, well their new sure. defensive yeah. coordinator is good. So give them credit. Yeah. Gene Chizik's yeah. a, a sharp guy. Tuck, I'm with you. Dowell Loggins, if you're listening, new game plan. Uh, five offensive linemen, two, t- two tight ends in line, uh, and then two more offensive linemen left and right of Spencer Rattler in the pocket. <laughs> and then Xavier Leggett out left, Juice Wells out right. Let them cook with Spencer Rattler. I really I love that, Tuck. I think that's brilliant. I mean, Spencer Rattler doesn't survive this season. Um, no. if, uh, we have this true some help. We have this true freshman though, who's actually Doty was playing wide receiver because our real backup Beamer will never say it because he loves Luke Doty too much. But if Rattler gets hurt, our backup's this freshman named Lenoris Sellers. He's six foot four. He's two hundred thirty five pounds. He's one of the strongest players on the team, and he runs a four three five. So I'm like, mm, maybe we should try this guy out. Oh, only if been quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. They'd say he's like Anthony Richardson 2.0. Every, <laughs> like, everybody's like this guy. I love so, hearing about these freak freshmen. Like you, you gave us, you know, I'm telling you, two free weeks ago in Harbor. Yeah. But Har- I didn't see Harbor this game. And yeah, I was. We're not, we're not seeing. I, I mean, y'all's yeah, one silver lining to this game was your boy, Spencer Rattler. Rattler was great. Um, he was great. He, he, he did look good. Um, but you know, I, I think when we were doing those QB rankings, we were basing them off of how good are they going to look this year? I mean, like when, when we're looking at it at the end of the year and we're looking at his stats and this, that, and the other, I, I don't think it's going to be that good because he has no supporting cast. I mean, he's got two good wide receivers from the sound of it. And, and that's it. That's about it. Yeah. And no offensive line, no offensive line, no running backs. And if you can't run the ball, the, it's and, still a line of scrimmage league, Duck. You're right. You got to run the ball and stop the run. We couldn't do either. So it's like, yeah, I mean, not, everyone in the SEC is just going to tee off on, on Rattler all game. They're, they're just going to send everyone at him. Georgia and, and, Rattler might die in the Georgia game week three. Yeah. I mean, he, he might he might be gone before week four. Oh, gosh. That's sad to think about. All right. Let's talk the rest of the games. We've spent enough time on South Carolina. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Uh, I, you know what? Why even schedule that game? Am I right? Why even schedule? <laughs> I love it, dude. Honestly, I loved it. I was I looked so forward to that game. Like yeah. I was pumped. No, I, I, as just a general football fan, if y'all didn't schedule that game, um, yeah, I, it would have been a yeah, it would have been a kind of a downer of a day. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing in that three thirty slot. No, after uh, Texas, like I mean, not Texas after TCU, Colorado, Colorado like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, that was the game of the day. And then everybody was just waiting. At least I was just waiting for this game. No, I literally went. I mowed my grass in, in the <laughs> middle. Um, and then watched the games later. Well, love you guys' support of our night game. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And sorry for our performance. Let's talk about the rest of the SEC. I, I thought this was a bad week for the SEC. <laughs> Two losses to the ACC. Um, primetime games, yeah. Yeah, some primetime games that went wrong. Let's let's start with the Thursday games and run through them quickly. The one team that I thought looked worse than South Carolina was Florida. Um, that was the most pathetic Florida team I've ever seen. We all yeah. had Mertz way down there, but, but I mean, Mertz dude, they had good. no – He was, but they have nobody around him. I, they, I, it was just it's unbelievable not to see them have – yeah. 
the athletes that they need to do. They, and Billy Napier is just a little lost duckling, dude. Yeah, he's dude. On, I mean, Utah had – after that game that came out, and Utah had eight to ten starters out of that game, including their – Dude, and they, and they attacked star, them the star, dude. They, they, they knew their quarterback was out. And I looked back. I was like, "How how does Utah recruit?" I, I'm just curious. Like, I mean, once you get behind that that first string, like like what what kind of play? Dude, Utah every single year has like three or four four star recruits, and the rest, you know, two and three star guys that like you know are just not on Florida's level, uh, you know, from a talent perspective. And honestly, when you're looking at the field, you can kind of see it. Um. It, it, Florida looked bigger and faster and yet looked terrible. Um, and so, I mean, Utah coming out there with losing without eight to 10 starters and just beating them from beginning to end. Um, Florida had no playmakers and maybe a worse offensive line than their South, offensive South line Carolina looked just as bad as South Carolina's tuck. You nailed it. Well, I, and, I knew something was fishy because, Okay, so I, I didn't know a ton about Florida. I thought they wouldn't be great. You know, I thought they'd be middle of the pack. But the line after like it was announced, Utah's quarterback was out. Like, dude, the line like went up for Utah, and I was like, dude, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no, you well, that that, that was be because Utah was a backup quarterback. There, there, there had been it, it started at Utah minus ten and a half or something, and then the rumors no, started that. coming out. It was. It was. And, and was then, it really? Yeah, and then, and then the rumors came out and it moved all the way down to like four or something. It went, from like, <laughs> it went from like ten and a half to three and a half with the cam rising stuff. That was the big change. Um, I thought, but, uh, I, well, maybe I saw something different because it was, it was at like six and a half by game time. Maybe I saw it right. from three to six and a half, yeah. That, that's maybe what that's you saw. Okay. Um, I missed you, the opening then. Well, and it was they didn't announce Cam Rising out until like last minute, right? Um, yeah, and so that that that's definitely it. But I mean, look, it, between South Carolina and Florida, y'all combined for eleven rushing yards in your two games. Um, <laughs> Love it, eleven like, total. That means Florida was in the Florida must have been in the positive then. Well, they have thirteen. They had thirteen total yards. Um, that, total wow. rushing yards. Uh, yeah, and, but I mean, the biggest thing for Florida for me was how terrible the coaching was. Uh, I mean, they had what four penalties, I believe, on third or fourth and short. Um, where their offense was, was going for it, and, and then it, it put them back to third and long or or fourth and long. I, I mean, one of them turned them into, a, I believe, a missed field. I think it was fourth and one. They were going for it, and then they fought started and, and ended up missing the field goal because of that. Um, and then obviously the big one was when they had them at third and something and, and rolled out two players with the same jersey number on. Dude, that was uh, the funniest thing ever. So dude. bad. I mean, <laughs> it was just awful. As a Georgia that fan, dude. I was laughing so hard, and, and my wife was sitting there. She was like, "What's so funny?" I was like, I, I, "I don't really know how to explain it, but Florida is just being Florida." Yeah, you know? that's the funniest penalty that you can tell your coach has no idea what's going on. I, I mean, it's so. You know like, I mean? Yeah, well, I just think like the really good coaches and, and seeing it. Um from a top level to, uh, they they delegate well you know they 
they don't have that kind of stuff happen because they have someone else looking over those, those tiny details. And obviously Florida just hasn't figured that out. And I look, I said it early on with the over unders for Florida. I just don't think that they're, they're no, no chance they get the five and a half wins this year. I mean, they look yeah. terrible. This is, this is a team that is not, their schedule is brutal. <laughs> they are not in for a, for a good season. I think they take McNeese State this week, but after that, it's going to be rough sledding. And the two numbers thing cracked me up too. That uh, Florida special teams coach is like the opposite of Pete Limbo. It's like, <laughs> I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> two numbers, perfect. He's going to get a Pete Limbo instructional DVD mailed to his house. Yeah, exactly right. VHS. Well, dude, and the, and the funniest thing was, is like, I don't know, I watched Swamp Kings like that week before. So I was like, dude, th- those were some badass Florida teams. Like, Looking back on it, they come in week one and this happens. Got to be tough to be a Gator fan. I mean, I I think. The Swamp Queens, we call them now. Yeah. I mean, Billy Billy Napier's, that seat's got to be getting warm. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, if Florida wins three or four games this year, they they can't retain Napier. You just can't do it. Um, Expectations are too high. Everyone's saying that you can. I think he's got a good contract and, and he's got a good recruiting, recruiting class. class. Yeah. But like, I, I just, I mean, that recruiting class has got to start to fall apart. I mean, who oh, wants to, who oh, wants for to sure, do that? I mean, that that's high school football like issues, you know, that yeah. that's not, that's not something that you need to be doing as a, a college football coach. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, what you have 85 scholarships, like, Everyone should have a different number. And, and like, yeah. if, if two players I mean, want the yeah. same number, tell them, like, no. Be be yeah. 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 And, Tuck, you're, you're right about the recruiting piece. Um, there's a there's a high four-star, like, 95-rated running back uh, in next year's class who is about to commit to South Carolina. And then now he said, like, ooh, like, he watches us play in North Carolina and have negative two rushing yards on 31 carries. And sees our offensive line is like mm, now I want to wait. And then the well, report yeah, comes the out game. today. Yeah. He's going to he's going to go to the Alabama Texas game on an official visit. So it's like <laughs> yeah. well he's going to Alabama. He's Dude, they're going to start going to Colorado too. They're going to yeah. start oh, yeah. Colorado yeah. too. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. why would if you're recruited Florida, you know a team that's you know not looking too hot, like why would you not just like, oh, let me get, holler at Colorado or? know a better program well colorado i think is a magnet for top guys they're gonna steal a lot of guys i have a feeling and now time for a quick commercial break this podcast is actually sponsored by the cottage shop the premier wedding shop in savannah georgia and your one-stop shop for wedding registry fine china calligraphy and custom invitation design the cottage shop where weddings happen yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, still, I mean, look, if I'm a running back, not to go on too much of a tangent here, but if I'm a running back, I want to play behind the best offensive line I can possibly play behind. Um, because I mean, look, look at running backs in the NFL right now. I mean, they're going three years and, and phasing out, and, and it's because they get hit too much. Yeah, so if I can play for a, a top-level program, play behind the best offensive line, and share carries with some – my three other running backs to where I'm not hit as much going in, then, you know, that, that's, I, I think that's the easiest sell in the world for, from a college football perspective uh, to, to a top level corner or running back. 
I agree. Yeah. And uh, I, I did want to call one thing out this episode there. Um, if you listen to last week's episode, Tuck literally says crystal buck hashtag crystal buck Compton. He literally says, uh, I could see this being a 24, 10 Utah, Florida game. And, uh, the score should have been 24, 10. It was 24, 11. Cause Florida went for two just to ruin Tuck's prediction, but basically spot on. So Tuck, you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, last week that. felt good. Uh, going for four and one and, and hitting that score prediction on the, on the nose pretty much. Oh yeah, you were four we'll, and one. We'll see. My, my Gamecocks blew it for you. Shoot, the, the, the good old uh, law of averages have me going one and four this week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I like it. Um, let's bounce around here because I, I don't think a couple of these games really matter that much. Missouri took care of business against South Dakota. Brady Cook didn't look great. Uh, I I did call out the Luther Bird and stat line yeah, almost he perfectly. He's a stud. I said he last did. week. I said seven or eight catches for a hundred yards and one or two touchdowns. He had seven for a hundred and a touchdown. So spot on there. That guy's a stud. Tuck, walk us through Georgia, UT Martin. What'd you earn? What'd you earn? Yeah. Well, the you know, the one other thing I'll add to just Missouri real quick is uh, their defense still looks good. I, I think their defense was good last year. And I think it's still good this year. They held them at South Dakota to under 200 yards. Um, I, so I, I you know, they're a scary team in the SEC if if they can hold any offense to, you know, low yardage, low points, then you can win any game. Yeah. But the UGA game, um, look, I, it was it was a weird one. Um, we, we call them the doomsday dogs, all, all the dogs fans that love to just be upset to be upset. Um, and... and I think we had a lot of doomsday dogs when, when we, we never won national championships and, and they're still sticking around. They're just looking for something to be upset about. Um, and Mike Bobo kind of filled that role this week. Uh, he, I, I think it's an overreaction, uh, but you know, I do give a little bit of credit. I mean, Bobo looks like old Bobo uh, from a Georgia perspective. And, and when I say that, I don't mean he was bad or, or had you know, he had one terrible play call at the end of the first half where he ran the ball when we had 22 seconds left on first and goal and no timeouts. <laughs> and then we had to spike it on second down. And then, so we essentially lost an opportunity to get a touchdown before the half um, because of Bobo. But in general, it, it, he's just, he just looks a little bit predictable. Um, and I, I'm not going to overreact to this because I think that's what most people are doing. I think most people are saying that Bobo is going forward. He's going to look like this every single game. And if he does, like I'll be the first one to bite my tongue, but we can't judge him on what we did against UT Martin. I mean, we still put up 48 points Beck in the first half looked like he had some first game jitters. I mean, he, he missed a, yeah, five yard slant route, sure. like yeah, terrible. Um, but then then he's kind of settled in, and, and and we obviously took care of things. My two biggest things to worry about from this game on, on my notes that I've got here: the O line didn't look dominant. I'm not that worried about it because I know they are. I, I just I just don't know why they didn't play that well this game. Um. 
and my fear of Bobo. Um, is Bobo going to have these same play calls when we're playing, you know, Tennessee in late November or in the SEC championship? If he is, then that's not a good sign. If he's saving things, then like we, we said this with Monken a lot. We, we'd play some bad teams and a lot of Georgia fans would be like, oh, well, Monken's just saving all the play calling for the good teams. And I would, I'm hoping Bobo's doing a little bit of that. I, I'm not going to give him as much credit as Monken deserves because Monken's probably a better offense coordinator. He's a genius, um, yeah. But I mean, you it's know, week one against UT Martin. Yeah, I think he's not pulling out all the stops. He's not point. pulling out you're all not, the stops. You're not diving yeah. into the play. He's running it down the one. middle. We are missing our top two wide receivers. We are missing two of our top three running backs with Kendall Milton playing at like 75%. Um, you know, the positives I'm taking out of this game is Mikai Muse was fun to watch. Um, yeah. he, he's, he was a, you know, walk on no star recruit five, eight guy. He looks like Tyree kill a little bit. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give him Tyree kill credit, but like, he, he's like the way he runs, it looks like he's about to tilt over because his body can't keep up with how fast he is kind of thing. Um, and then the other good news is Brock Bowers, I think, is the best player in the country. Uh, I mean, dude, he's made of steel, dude. He is. I never, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I just paid, didn't pay too close attention. Thought he was just, I thought he was good always, but like I didn't see it. But dude, I don't know. It just looked like he was a man playing against little kids, dude. Like, he, it was so hard to tackle him, dude. He has looked like that since freshman year. Yeah. And, and yeah I get it. I get it. He literally, it, it looks like my comparison, and I thought of this was sweet. It, he really looks like Nick Chubb in a tight end body. Like what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, the way the guys bounce off of him. Yeah, yeah sure. he doesn't look super athletic. It doesn't look like he's going super fast or anything. But then, like but next thing you know, an entire boat, and it's like no problem. Yeah, I mean, was. you know, what I mean, his legs are so strong. Every he's time so he strong. gets the ball, he gets ten yards more than he should. If not, more. Oh, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's not a DB out there that could freaking win a battle with him. And so, like, He's you know, I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, so who's better than Marvin Harrison Jr.? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., if I'm looking at half the passes that Brock Bowers caught today, Marvin Harrison Jr. is turning that into a, you know, 20 yard day while Brock Bowers turned it into an 80 yard day, you know? It, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. can go up and catch a corner ball probably better than Brock. Probably, but he's going to – I mean, Brock Bowers is going to have linebackers on. He's way faster. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare. He's faster than every safety and linebacker in the country, and he is so much bigger and stronger than every cornerback. He's going to be so good in the NFL, and I love that. The Georgia Georgia runs this play. They've been running it since Brock Bowers was a freshman where they – uh, they like motion him and then the they snap around. it on, they snap it under center and hand it to him for an end around. And it works every time. Every Everybody time. knows it's coming and it works every time. And Brock Bowers always breaks that first tackle because it's the defensive back on an island and he breaks that every time. I'm like, this plays genius. Monk yeah, I will say, I, I mean, this year we might have to lean on him a little more than in previous years. I mean, that we were missing Lamaconkey and, um, uh, what's his name? The other wide receiver, um, Rosemary Jack Saint, and so you know it, it was just kind of one of those things where Brock Bowers 
I, I want him to get the ball every play. <laughs> and yeah. Obviously, we can't give it to him every play, but I think in those big games, we're going to have to. We're going to have to give it to him so much. If we can get that guy 20 touches a game, there's no way we lose. Him. Feed him the rock. It's like our high school basketball team, David. Feed David the rock. It's a very <laughs> give it to the six foot three, two hundred forty pound kid. Yeah, that's, exactly. right. <laughs> that's probably that's probably pretty pretty similar. Yeah, me and right? Brock Rogers have the same stats. <laughs> Love it. Now I'm Love fitting that. more of a guard. I'm more fitting in as a guard, but I like yeah. it. We could use you at South Carolina if you've got some eligibility oh, dude, left. Dude, dude. If Beamer Beamer's a little autistic, no. so he might uh, <laughs> he might want a 32 year old. Uh, consultant as his lineman. You never know. I can see it now. You, you, you could be, be a 33-year-old kicker. You never know. Oh, yeah. Always one of those. Thank you. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Um, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Alabama. I, we know the highlight here. I think we found our quarterback. Yeah, that, he looks I like liked a stud, bro. what I saw from Jalen Milrow. David, I, I take back anything I said on that podcast. Same here. Uh, I take did it he, all back. Did he dude, I have he the right to change ball. my rankings. Jalen yeah. Milrow looked like a stud. Tuck, I know yeah. you had some. Tuck actually sent me some interesting texts about Milrow. He wasn't as impressed. Tuck, you want to share? Well, some I, I think he played really well. Um, I just want to see. Look, uh, uh, once again, it. His Heisman moment is a little fumble, and then he just uh, he's well, way anybody bigger, faster, stronger. Right now, just need to shut up. The Heisman just feel out about the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. acts like eight people won the Heisman this week. Like Travis, shut Hunter. up, dude. He's, he's the Heisman the thirteen times. Is that right? Am I looking at my stats right? I think it's yes. 13, 13 for eighteen. Ten for thirteen for one hundred and twelve yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, but the, it was just dominant, dude. He had with a one forty-seven yard touchdown bomb with with two minutes left, where he had about seven seconds in the pocket. I mean, let, let's <laughs> take did. let's take that play away. He's nine for twelve for sixty-five yards and no touchdowns. Like, is that Whoa, a good half? The, yeah, but you got to look at the context of the score of the game. Yeah, I mean, he's not airing it out I'm, like but that. that but that's, I don't know. that's first half. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know. I I I do think he's played well. Look, he at least I, left there was no doubt. Like Tyson yes. is not going to get it. If I make Saban, I'm pumped. All the the Bama beat writers are off my ass, and I can say Jalen Melrose is my quarterback. Here he is. We absolutely beat the 11 crap out of MTSU. I want to see it against Texas. Um, yeah. I want to see what he does under pressure. I want to We're see his learn decision making. Yeah. I want to see when he can't scramble and doesn't look like a man amongst boys. I, 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 it's similar to the UGA thing, except the opposite. I, look, I just don't. I'm not going to take that much away from an NTSU or a UT Martin game. Um, I'm not going to say someone's good or someone's bad because we don't know what was in the coaches' minds, what they were trying to do, um, or anything like that. So I, I, I just want to tamper expectations a little bit. What about Ole Miss and Mercer? Jackson Dart, freaking – same same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. I was I was curious because you were high on him in the rankings. 
I was. Was Lane Kiffin going to come out and just – Lane Kiffin's the kind of guy that comes out and just throws everything he's got at a Mercer team. I I mean, but, like, all he has to do against Mercer is is run, you know, deep routes and and, and just throw it. Like – I do want to get. I do want to give a shout out to Mercer though. This is random, but so I when I played basketball at Maryville, this guy I played with named Tim Foster. He he was a, he was the dumbest kid on the team. I hate to say it, Tim. I love you, but <laughs> he, he quit. He was a good athlete. He was from like Peachtree Ridge, Georgia. He uh, quit and played football. Ended up playing the rest of his years as a football player at Maryville, and then. Now he's Bursar's offensive coordinator. I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious. That's like, wild. And then, yeah, it's insane, dude. Like, I, I had no idea. I think he was like a GA somewhere and then just popped around and I guess landed at Mercer when their program started. Um, but I was I was texting my friends because Ole Miss scored on the first drive and then on the second play of the game, Mercer scored like a 70-yard touchdown. And I was like, dude, Tim, this is, this is about to destroy Kiffin. Like, what a call by Tim, but. That's hilarious. That was his one shining yeah. moment. That was your only <laughs> score, dude. I, I was. It was an exciting score, man. I love you. Uh, but yeah, I just want to give you a shout out. Love it. Love it. Well, we we can pop that game real quick. I mean, look, Jackson Dart, <laughs> yeah. Trey Harris looked really good. It, yeah. Four yeah. TDs each. Um, Trey, I, I was looking up this Trey Harris, former two star, and he was like the number. 12 transfer wide receivers coming out of or coming in last year. Again, you know, like he looked incredible. Um, I just am wondering if he looked incredible because it was Mercer. I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I want, I want more from Quinn Sean Judkins. I mean, he was supposed to be the star of the show and he, he didn't look great. Certainly didn't look great against Mercer. I want, I need more from him. Because Jackson Dart's a stud, Quinshawn Judkins is a stud, and I think Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins are studs. So Lane Kiffin's got some firepower. If if Judkins can get it going, I think that's going to be key. Yeah. Uh, David, is it the moment you want to tell us about Tennessee, Virginia? Because let me tell you, that was a fun game for me to watch, being the noon game, getting ready for it. Oh, dude, that Absolutely. was electric. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I was a little bit bittersweet just because of we're the play, like the first team to play Virginia since that horrible tragedy. So I was like, I don't know, man. Like it just felt kind of weird, like getting pumped about beating their ass. I don't know, but I mean, all in all, I thought they played well. Uh, I mean, Milton was a little iffy. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys actually watch the game? Yeah, I actually did. Okay, you know, I I'm married first to first drive, so I'm okay. To. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah that oh, that's true. Me. I forget. Yeah. She better be watching. Uh, but, yeah, first drive they scored. I mean, they looked great. But then they, like, kind of got a little cocky on the second drive and, like, went for it on fourth down, like, way deep in their territory. I, that was, like, a stupid call. That was just a cocky call. I was like, geez, dude. Like, oh, yeah, they on. were on their own, like, like, what, 25 or 30? 20 right? something. They yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not forget the first drive, too. They looked good, but oh, they, they went also for went for it on fourth down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When <laughs> yeah. they definitely should have kicked a field goal. But Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's just how hypo is. I mean, dude, that's right. what they do. I mean, they know they're better than Virginia. I get that mentality. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, you're better. Just go for it. Uh, I mean, and it's not like Virginia's going to drive 95 yards down. And I thought Tennessee defense was probably the best thing of the day. 
I was a little worried, but they they look fast out there. Uh, I mean, in looking at the schedule, I hate to look ahead, but like I was not worried about the Virginia game at all. Um, but I mean, Florida game, not really that worried about that. South Carolina, but I think Texas A&M is going to be a huge game uh, before Bama. Uh, but I don't know. All in all, I mean, we got to see Nico a little bit too. Um, he he's a little rawer than I thought. He, I mean, he's still going to be exciting. I think once he gets there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know much to say about it, honestly. Like, the receivers weren't that impressive to me. I was a little disappointed in McCoy and Thornton. I thought Thornton would for sure, like, take a couple deep shots. Um, Because, dude, he torched it at Oregon last year, and he torched it uh, in the spring, too. So, to see him only have two catches, I was like, geez. Um, But I, I can't complain at all. I mean, I thought they played pretty well all around. I thought Tennessee's defense looked great. I thought they looked yeah. fiery. I thought they looked fast. Uh, talk about getting pressure. I thought like they were getting a ton of pressure on Virginia's quarterback. I thought their yeah. defense looked really good. I I like Hypo a lot. I love that offense. Uh, David, what is uh, what's Nico's last name again? Dude, don't even get me started. Me and Dwayne don't so very well. I don't know. I'm always no struggling. I. I just say Nico. That's why I call him. Yeah, hey, just stick with Nico. On like, the broadcast, uh, they kept saying, uh, yeah. I am a Lieva. So I yeah, guess that's it. it. But I I, I liked seeing him. Say that. I think I, he, I, what? I liked seeing – I was excited to see yeah. him. That was fun for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was too. I, I, I told you, I don't get too excited over freshmen. The freshmen are never that good. Um, yeah, you're right. Johnny Manziel. Um, but <laughs> There's been a couple. Trevor Lawrence too. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything y'all said. Uh, y'all held Virginia to under 200 yards with four sacks and 11 tackles for loss. I mean, y'all are living in their backfield, which is good to see as a Tennessee fan. Um, but my f- that's the positive. The negative was definitely the Joe Milton. He, he throws it so damn hard. Yeah, dude. He does, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't Maybe. know. If y'all's wide receivers are quite good enough to catch the ball, like that, and I, I don't, I don't know who would be. Like, I, I mean, I feel like he just yeah. needs NFL wide receivers. He had that um, throw yeah. tuck where he threw it like it was, it was early in the game, first quarter. Yeah. He threw it like eighty yards in the air, and the dude just hit him right in the hands, perfect throw, and the dude just dropped it. Now that like, should have oh, been no. caught. I mean, that was like a high loft. I mean, that was yeah. a perfect throw. Um, that, was that, that was just oh a bad gosh. wide receiver play, but like. Some of these were like fifteen yard slants or yeah or out no, routes. Yeah, he, and throws, he I mean. threw a hammer ball in there, and these guys it, like I, I mean, I just remember one of the balls literally should have been picked off, probably. Yeah, but that cornerback it, it, yeah. it went straight no through chance. his hands. Yeah. No chance. It, it was just like yeah. holy shit! I've never seen a ball like this. Um, yeah, no, but that, that's always I mean, been his like all was just like, yeah, he's got the arm power, he can throw it 90 yards, but like, can he put that touch on it? You know what I mean? To where a guy can catch it, yeah. I mean, you got to at some point, it's ball. not about throwing it fast, you know what I mean? It's about throwing it wherever you want it, and yeah. And even spot, even if it's so. on on target and it's too hard and it's not catchable, I mean, that doesn't do any good, but yeah, but that's one of those things these wide receivers are going to have. Like you said, I think the beginning of this season for y'all is should be pretty easy. You got time to figure it yeah. out. 
Um, That's what I'm saying. Got yeah. time to learn how to catch those balls, and so I, I'm not that worried about Tennessee. I, I, I think the defense is the big thing to take for. Yeah, for sure. I think, they, I think Tennessee looked great. I thought that defense looked good. I, I thought the offense was humming. I think this is a good football team. I, I'm not ready to say they're gonna. <laughs> I mean, a lot can change, but yeah, a lot can change by the time they play South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like you could, anything could happen. So but I think uh, even early, I think the top two in the East are solidified. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it's I think so. Georgia, Tennessee, and then a big gap, and then Kentucky, and then a big gap, and everyone else. I, I didn't. I, I don't I'll know. Put Kentucky I'll right there with you. And now, time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is not sponsored by Red Lobster. Crab Fest is back, baby. And there's only one way to wash down a delicious bucket of crab, and that is with Red Lobster's brand new Lobster Teenies. Please note our signature cocktails don't contain real lobster. Wait, you would put Kentucky in there? No, 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 no. Down. Um, Oh, yeah, me too. I was about to say, I was like, dude, I thought... They were, I mean, if you looked at some sites when we did those quarterback rankings, like, dude, some had Leary, like, top three, I swear. Yeah, and, he and he, I think I had he was up there. Not, he was <laughs> not that. I mean, because I, I saw him play a lot at NC State because I'd watch, like, Clemson games against him. But, I mean, he was solid. You know, he was just kind of like a poor man's, like, Stetson in a way. You know, he just kind of found a way to make a play. But yeah. I don't know. They were hyping him way up. That's a but good. They, they kind of struggled. That's a great transition. Let's uh, let's speed run the next couple of games so we can talk about the big show, LSU, Florida State. So uh, New Mexico, Texas A&M, maybe like a highlight from each of us. I thought Connor Wegman looked awesome, and I think Evan Stewart's one of the best wide yeah. receivers in the SEC. That was my takeaway. Yeah. Absolutely. Wegman can swing it. Yeah, five touchdowns on the first five drives. Bobby Petrino looking pretty good. Looking yeah, they just keep him off the motorcycles. <laughs> uh, and then Ball State, Kentucky, I think for me, Devin, Devin Leary didn't look great. I think Dane Key's a stud. Um, I, I still think this Kentucky team's going to be good. I think Mark Stoops is a good coach. I think Kentucky's defense is good, but not impressed with Devin Leary. Yeah, Dr. David, any thoughts there? Yeah, uh-huh. no, yeah, I, I wasn't super impressed, but yeah, I mean, the, Supes is a good coach. They'll, I'm sure they'll beat somebody this year. You know what I mean? Uh, they're not going to just fall flat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't like. I was, I thought it was a disappointing uh, outing for Leary. Yeah, and this was the one game, good team versus bad team, that I saw this week that I I took a few more notes on. Like, actually thought it meant a little bit of something. I mean, Kentucky score was six seconds left to make it 44-14. Yeah. It, and, Georgia, and Georgia also scored, like, two touchdowns in the last, like, two minutes. Yeah. True. And so, yeah. like, but <laughs> um, Devin Leary didn't look good. And, and the big thing, when I was looking just at the stat lines on this one, it was kind of like, where's the backups? Like, they had – like one quarterback, Devin Leary was in the entire game. Ray Davis had almost every carry for them. Um, when you look at all these other guys, I mean, you got like seven people running the ball. You know, you got 
seven different wide receivers catching it. You got the backup quarterbacks coming in. Kentucky didn't have any of that. And it was yeah. kind of, it was a little bit concerning to me. I, I, I worry about their depth, you know, if, if they're not getting those guys in and these, um, and some actual game time action. Yeah. Or it kind of seemed like they were just playing their hardest. You know, they were like, yeah, or that. that. You know what I mean? They were not trying to, like, you know, they were like, we got to get better with this group. You know, that's kind of how I took it. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Wanted to make a statement. I agree. Yeah. Um, Arkansas, Western Carolina. I think the takeaway there is like Rocket Sanders, you got to do better. You need to be better. I agree. Um, you know, I, to be I, honest, I ignored that game completely. <laughs> you didn't hey. want to tune in for a Western Carolina shout out. Uh, I think they're pretty close to maybe Bravo. Well, dude, I'm still North figuring Carolina. out. Like, I don't know. We just got like streaming TV, so like I'm still trying to figure out all my channels and like how to watch everything. So, oh, uh, side note, my dad just watching what's available. My dad calls me after like you know a few cocktails working in the yard that morning, and then. He goes on this rant. He's like, God damn it, Tucker. Like, why can't I watch the number one team in the country back to back national champions? And I can't I can't watch them on my cable television that I pay two hundred dollars a month for. What 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 is it? What what explain this to and then he just goes on and on. And I have to go over there and give him the ESPN plus login to watch us fucking play UT Martin. Dude, I, I can't imagine how many people <laughs> of that generation are struggling now in Texas. He is oh so gosh. mad. He's like, How do I not it's get the for me, dude. Game? Like, yeah. I'm it's hard to yeah, it's annoying, honestly. What I, do you I mean it's not on CBS? We've won yeah. back-to-back back What do you mean people rather watch this Alabama game versus MTSU game? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, um, so is it, but back to Arkansas, Western Carolina, yeah. I, like, I, I think people might look at the stat line and be like, oh, Western Carolina put up some yards against them, but they also had four picks. So Western Carolina was just heaving the ball and like, hoping for the best and and they got some big chunk gains yeah. but uh they also had four interceptions <laughs> you know i arkansas did what they need to do rocket sanders tune it up next week the catamounts western carolina they were they were really going for it which i respected <laughs> i love that from a team like we're gonna throw it deep i don't care if we don't have the talent we're doing it yeah uh, uh let's keep it rolling so Auburn, Massachusetts. This was a game I had my on because of the quarterbacks. Peyton Thorne looked not good. Uh, Robbie Ashford throwing the ball looked absolutely terrible, but looked great running the ball, which was interesting. And then we've got to call out the Savannah kid, Tuck. I know you love QBR. There was only one quarterback last week in the SEC, minimum two pass attempts, that had a perfect QBR. And that was the BC cadet. Savannah kid himself, Holden Garner, perfect 100 QBR, two for two. He looked like a stud. Dude, yeah, I, I told Tate when he because I went that year. They won, I think they won the state championship. We went for Thanksgiving when we were in town to a BC game, and dude, he swung it, dude. And I texted Tate, and I was like, Tate, this kid's good. And Tate was like, Oh, I'm the best Savannah quarterback to go to Auburn. Uh, but I was like. I thought that kid would be good. And he almost like got the job. Like, I guess it was probably not entirely real. It was just a little bit of chirping because he was going against like the third team, but uh, in practice, but he had a good spring. So 
I have high hopes for him, man. Yeah, because like, I, I wasn't that impressed with Thorne. And, and Ashford's just an athlete. He's not really a quarterback. Thorne did not he look good. Ashford did yeah. not throw the ball. Like I, I think Auburn looked bad like the first quarter. I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, their I think team is just way better than Massachusetts. Uh, and they just overpowered them. But their quarterback play, I didn't think it was that like, great. David, did you notice who Massachusetts quarterback was? It was that dude, old Clemson quarterback. Yeah. That I know, dude. No, another last name I cannot pronounce. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm not going to try to. Yeah. I was time, laughing. Maybe. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. He transferred a few times. He's been to, like, I want to say Georgia Tech. Yeah, he's at Georgia like Tech, too. Troy or somewhere else, too. I swear. But, uh, yeah, he did not look great. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck, any thoughts on that Auburn game other than my guy, Holden Garner, future starter at Auburn? I got nothing to add. Um, I like the run game. Some, yeah, I, okay. I think Auburn fans are are content with with where they're at this year. That I mean, they're happy to just take care. Yeah, of Yeah, for sure. And they're recruiting well too. They've right. gotten a lot of guys recently. They flipped a few guys. Yeah, uh, good. So good start. He, he will turn around. Yeah. to be competitive oh, yeah. really quick. I don't, I don't know how he does it. I don't know what he tells them or what he. What he gives them, but he's yeah, what he offers them. That's I yeah, I don't know what it is. What is he texting these kids on those burner phones? That's what okay. I want to Another side note Did y'all see the Florida guy that came out today that he signed a NIL deal for like $450,000? Oh, I saw so that. Promised away 15% of his future NFL earnings in perpetuity, pretty much. I didn't yeah, know for 25 that. years. Yeah, is, uh, no, no one has an NFL career more than 25 years. He offered him 15% of his NFL post-tax revenue for 25 no, years. Pre-tax. Or pre-tax. Sorry, pre-tax wow. revenue for 25 years. That's <laughs> the top, like, dude. You can't. Wow. You got This guy's got to have a lawyer I mean, or somebody to run that. It. Right? Well, that that's like, the what other industry are are these deals happening in? They're, they're suing them now, but it's just like, damn, like, I, it, that's just one of those things. And there's a Florida guy, and you that's know, Florida, Florida's issue. already had enough issues with NIL. With you know, they lost that quarterback to yeah, yeah Rashada, and yeah, he's Rashada. the starter, Jalen Rashada. He was the starter. Yeah. He played well week one. Um. Uh, due to nil issues and so you know this kind of stuff is not uh, all these things just piling up on florida right now yeah florida offered jalen rashada they're like we'll give you 13 million dollars he was a, just a regular four star like middle four yeah, star. I remember yeah. We'll, we'll give you 13 million dollars to commit so he commits and then the collective's like yeah no we can't give that to you we cannot <laughs> pay you that so then he decommits i, was like, I would oh, love to know the inner workings of how all that stuff works well, it's like fortunately, I'm pretty sure the whole they let him out of his deal or his uh, signing with Florida with the NDA. So, yeah, I mean, we yeah. could legit. Here's the thing, though: we could legit start a big SEC guys collective and start collecting money. Like it, it's really that. Simple. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's the wild yeah. west. It's so ridiculous. There's a, yeah, there's a future idea. Uh, Mississippi State, Southeast Louisiana. Mississippi State's defense looked good, but it's Southeast Louisiana. I, I've got a lot of questions about the offense, but we all know Zach Arnett's a defensive guy. So, any thoughts there? I just like that they ran the ball more. Um, yeah, oh yeah. You know, they, they they we were, we knew they were going to get out of the running gun, and they kind of jumped right out of it and, and and 
have a good balanced attack now. And uh, I would just curious to see how it pays out in the future. Obviously, did well against Southeast Louisiana, but nobody really cares too much about that. Another one, Zach Arnett's 35. So, like, what are the three of us doing with our lives? Really frustrating to see that. He's too young to be that successful. Oh, man. Uh, the Commodores, my Commodores, big win over Alabama A&M. 2-0. The over was 3.5. They're halfway there, folks. Uh, AJ Swan. <laughs> yeah. Didn't not look bad. great. But didn't look bad. Very good. Yeah, he, he's not, not bad. bad. I mean... No, he has potential. Like he'll be, I think by the time he's a senior, he'll be like pr- pretty good. But you, oh, yeah. you can see the potential there. He's got the body too. But um, how about that? Yeah, Vandy ground and pound. That Vandy rushing attack looked as dangerous as ever. Well, dude, that I guy Jaden McAllen, stud, stud. Yeah, and I was looking ahead to the lines, and they're like huge underdogs to Wake Forest. That looked a little juicy. Yeah, they're gonna beat Wake Forest. Spoiler alert: I'm taking Wake. I didn't think Vandy looked good. Um, <laughs> I mean, AJ Swan was 15 for 29 for 194 yards, two TDs, and an interception against Alabama AM. Like, yeah, but he was take he's a game manager taking risks, he's just trying to get better. Tuck, I did, he's gonna, he's gonna do it. Tuck, I look, I, I love the guy, I love Vandy. I just uh, they're starting. I'm getting worried about my three and a half. The one reason I'm feeling better about it. Is because at this point, I think they might have a good shot to beat Florida, South Carolina, or uh, Missouri. You know, so so more SEC East teams are falling to them, but not because they're moving up the totem pole. I don't know. I just think uh, Vandy's looking a whole lot like Vandy. Tuck, I'll tell you right now, Vandy. <laughs> I, I like Vandy more than South Carolina and Florida at the moment. Maybe it's recency bias, but I mean, I, I'm probably taking Vandy over Florida if they're playing next week. I'm probably taking Vandy over South Carolina if they're playing next week. I think I think that over three and a half is a lot because they're going to beat UNLV. Yeah, I think that Wake Forest sure. game is going to be a good game. So they'll be yeah. three and one. Yeah, if they win that game, dude, they're that's four and pretty. They've game. already hit it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. That being said, All they're right. going to be favored in one more game this season. Yeah, but they always beat somebody they shouldn't. They beat Florida last year. They're always beating people they shouldn't beat. That's what I love about Vandy. That's why I love the Commodores. Anchor down. This is a Vanderbilt podcast now. For all those Nashville people listening, this is a Vandy podcast. Uh, last game, game of the week, LSU versus Florida State. My God, did Florida State look good. Jordan Travis, stud. Keon Coleman, stud. Johnny Wilson, stud. Yeah, and he dropped like a million passes, I feel like, in the first half, too. But, yeah, they dominated. Yeah, Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson looked so good. They looked unstoppable. Yeah, I'm pretty – What was weird to me in this game, it was like a tale of two halves. Like, LSU should have – yeah, they fell up, far, dude. I mean, they should have been up by two touchdowns in yeah, at the point. first half. I mean, I was looking back, and, and I, you know, I was watching this game, but like not super paying attention to it. And, that, and then I start, I went back and rewatched it, and like they had two trips to the red zone where they ended up not scoring, coming uh, with nothing. Yeah, that came up cute. with nothing, and then they muffed the punt. Now they yeah, turn around and get a pick right after that. But like 
that was all in the first half and they were still up 17, 14. And then it just looked like they got out coached. Truthfully, um, Florida state came out and just, they look like they made adjustments and LSU made zero adjustments. Um, I think LSU probably came out and said, Hey, a few things go our way and we're taking care of this game while Florida state looked at, you know, the X's and O's and said, this is what we need to do to take control of this game. And they did it. And, and Jordan Travis came out that second half just air raiding them. And, and yeah, LSU's, out, man. Yeah, LSU's secondary could not keep up with those wide receivers. Um, and, and they completely shut down LSU's running attack. I mean, I was looking at their rushing and 64 of their 113 yards came from Jane Daniels running. Yeah, it's um, like running yeah. for his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah, and I like I'm all for QB rushing, but like if that's all you got, then this you don't you need to have people watching the running back. And, and so I don't know. I when I was going back when it, when I was looking at you know when we were talking through who can beat Georgia in the SEC, and I said LSU has to take a big leap forward defensively to do it that they haven't done it to me. Um, they're just not there yet. And, and, you know, they've they've got all season to get better. But And I will also say I took more from this of Florida State being really good than LSU being bad. Um, but I thought, I thought LSU's secondary was really bad. Like, it was not like the LSU secondary you normally see. I mean, there was one touchdown. They just completely blew coverage. Keon and Wilson were just like could literally do whatever they wanted. Uh, yeah, and even Jaheim Bell, dude. Jaheim Bell, your old Gamecock. Oh dude. boy, two t- two yeah. tutties for the Gamecock transfer, Jaheim Bell. He, but he also had yeah. two like of the most embarrassing drops you'll ever see. It was like <laughs> classic Jaheim Bell. Two moments of brilliance and two yeah. moments that you want to pull your hair out. But yeah, Florida State is a playoff team for sure. There's no way they don't win the ACC. I don't think. Yeah, that was my takeaway, David. This is a yeah. this is a playoff team. Florida yeah, State sure. looks really good. They're offense looked great with that quarterback and those receivers. And then the defense looked awesome. This dude was not on, really on the stat yeah. sheet, but that Jared Verse guy Jared is, Verse is a beast, man. Oh my God. He's a, he's a big SEC guy for sure, but he played yeah. in the ACC, but he counts. For sure. <laughs> he was incredible. He was yeah. eating up double teams and just like getting around everybody. It was nuts. Yeah. And one of their linebackers, Kalen Deloach, he's from Savannah too. Yeah, he played a really good game. He went to like Islands High School, I think, and then maybe transferred somewhere else. But yeah, he was like a four star a couple years ago. Just a little Savannah love. Another Savannah guy. Savannah's got a lot of like good Power Five guys right now. Dude, I mean, yeah. Well, if you think Nolan Smith technically went to Calvary, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And then uh, the guy at Savannah Christian now, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the number one. Elijah Griffin, the number one. Yeah, Elijah Griffin. Yeah. Elijah, uh, if you're listening, come on Merck, the podcast. Yep, Merck Linger is coming to Tennessee from Calvary. I mean, yeah, man is putting out some big SEC guys. And the BC kid's a four-star, too. I can't remember his name, but he's a four-star, the quarterback. Olden Gurner, too. So Yeah, a, Olden, lot, a lot too. of big SEC guys, Savannah Connection. Savannah taking over SEC football, taking it by storm. Well, folks, any other thoughts other than, I mean, I, I think my takeaway from the week is 
not a great first week for the SEC. No. Yeah, but I mean, go as, ahead, as a Clark. South Carolina fan, you got to oh, feel boy. a little bit better that Clemson just <laughs> tipped it off with with oh, with, with that chip. Uh, they don't. <laughs> Daniel started with the South Carolina soapbox. I'll go on a little Clemson one, yeah. dude. I get it. I, I apologize for <laughs> not making – Dabo is just such a goober, dude. Like, I just, like, can't get over his gooberness, dude. That's like, how I feel he, about Shane, David. Like, when their shit gets old when they're losing. That's Yeah, dude, that's exactly it, dude. It's just, like, I see these Dabo memes of him running on the field, dude, and I laugh so hard. I'm like, dude, you look like such an idiot, dude. Like – Oh, my God, God, dude. It's just – but he hasn't made any adjustments in three years. He – it's been the same thing. He's he's blamed it on, you know, other – you know, on the quarterback play, blamed it on offensive coordinators, brought in the hottest name in offensive coordinating, Riley, and they freaking do that. I mean, granted, yeah, they fumbled, you know, twice, like, on the goal line. You know what I mean? Like, they played the worst football game possible. But, yeah, I mean, he just hasn't adjusted to the new game of college football. He's, you know – stuck in his ways and you know he's gonna just dig his feet in that's the way he is and it just it's annoying it's just like dude come on like stop with it like dude you suck right now like you (laughs) haven't been good Clemson hasn't had a hundred yard receiver in two years that is minor receivers look terrible in in a game I mean that's unbelievable and I, I I don't know how at this point you don't blame him I mean it's it's kind of pathetic they have good players in a lot of positions but I don't know. I I didn't. Cade looked terrible, dude. He was. Did awful. you see, David? Did you see like, before the game the Dabo what? interview where he was like, "We brought in Garrett Riley, the best offensive mind in football, and uh, he's going to run the Clemson offense." I'm like, "What are you <laughs> thinking? Let that. him run his well, own that's offense." That's exactly what. What happened. are you doing? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and that's a hundred percent on him. I mean, it looked like if you would have just showed me a play blanked out all the numbers I would have said, you know, try and guess like who called the game. I mean, there was no difference between the past couple of years. They didn't throw <laughs> it, stretch it down the field. They didn't, you know, they were just the same boring. Let's throw, you know, quarterback redraws and then just throw it left and right. I and mean, that's all they do. Decide offensive line does not look good either. And For fun, I, great, I just yeah. pulled up uh, DJ's. We, uh, he torched it, yeah. I watched him. Um, yeah. Stats, 24 239 yards, three touchdowns, I watched three rushing it. touchdowns. I wa- I actually watched that entire game. I mean, okay, first of all, he played really good, and I take a lot of the blame that I put on him in prior, you know, thoughts away from him because I really don't think he was a problem. He looked great, but he had all day to throw, dude. Go back yeah. and watch his highlights. Dude, he was literally just camping back there. Just, it, uh, and he could just run over those kids. Yeah. He's at Oregon um, but, State, dude, he's right? good. He's fine, dude. Like I draft him like in the NFL, like late in the round. Like I early sign him undrafted. Like he's gonna get a shot. Like he well, has Oregon cool. State's gonna play some teams this year. So yeah, well, they actually looked not bad, honestly. Uh, I well, mean, we'll I, I actually watched that game, but yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm Dabo. Well. I'm done. With, I'm over Dabo. Like I, 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 I'm purely on just the make fun of him train. Like I can't not I make fun it. of him now. Like. He's just a complete it. goober to me, and I'm I love that we won those national championships and everything, and they were it was really fun to knock Bam off the throne. I mean, they had some amazing players that I, you know, root for in the NFL today. But dude, he's a goober and he's lost it. <laughs> I have zero faith in him moving forward. 
That's how but, I feel about Shane Bieber right give now. Up, he, you got to give up some of the reins. Like, let Riley do his thing. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, that's not the offense they ran at TCU. Yeah, he has you that proof that he can adapt and, and, and listen to others. Uh, and yeah. and that, that's his biggest issue. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like, a lot of people will say, oh, he had Lawrence and Watson, whatever. But it, Clemson's been like an 11-2 team every year for like 10 or 11 years. That's way yeah, before that. that. I'm you know and I mean? Georgia were the same program for forever, pretty much. Yeah. And then <laughs> the we kind of did it lot. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then, then Clemson took the leap. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we're carried by two amazing quarterbacks. and he amazing all with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Watson yeah, like, and Lawrence. But yeah, like, and as as we went over even earlier, the defenses were different. Yeah, y'all had top ten defenses those years too. Like, I mean, it yeah, wasn't. We had the best defense like, some of, some of those years, you know. Yeah, Brent Venables. The they, all about the Brent Venables. They, yeah, that was a huge deal, and they beat they beat the brakes off of Arkansas State. And as a Tennessee fan, that was maybe the my most happy moment all week was watching Butch Jones just. Literally crying on the sideline, <laughs> just trying to be consoled. He's like, "It's seventy-three to zero. What are we doing?" Like, I was literally texting people. I was like, "I definitely have never seen an eighty to zero score." And I was like, "I really hope it happens." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that was hilarious. But Venables, I don't know. Maybe he got something. I don't know. But I mean, Arkansas State is horrible. So, uh, but yeah, that was that fed in huge to Clemson success for sure. They were a good duo, and you know, I thought Dabo was best when he was just like managing the team, not necessarily managing the X's and O's. And I think that's yeah. his weakest point. He's um, a CEO head coach, yeah. not an X's and O's head coach. I know, dude. Sure. He he's just that freaking. He's got that preacher mentality, and he just like gets you fired up sometimes. And then you're just like, when it's down, it's like, dude, shut up. You know what I mean? All right. So that's yeah. where I'm at with him. I'm like, dude, just shut up. Like, you got to win. Like, <laughs> nobody cares about your stick and your religion and the way that, you know, you run your program. Like, dude, it's not that big a deal. Just win the games. Like, you're playing in a super easy conference overall. I mean, you've got it made. I mean, I don't really know if they still have it made moving forward with all the conferences moving, but they've had it made the last 10 years, and I don't know. He's squandering it. I'd never – if you had asked me a few years ago if I ever saw him leaving, I would say no. Now I would say possibly. But they were talking, you know – at the, his height, like about him going to the NFL, he would be a horrible NFL coach. He'd be the worst. Like, NFL coach he would be I'd if Nick Saban could be the if worst. If Nick Saban couldn't win in the NFL, Dabo would be zero and sixteen, guaranteed. You know, like, any full-grown adult listens to that guy, he'd be worse Absolutely. than Dude, he'd be worse than Urban oh Meyer. God, he'd be so dude. much worse than you Urban Meyer. Get paid too much, or you'd say some dumb shit, dude. And oh, oh yeah, God, he is just he, yeah. I get I get the hate. Uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of exhausting at this point. Well, I love and it. This exhausted. episode, this episode starts and ends with a a rant. Starts with a South Carolina rant, ends with a Clemson rant. rant. <laughs> State of South Carolina football down bad. I think I saw we were two and twelve this week between FCS and FBS. Yeah, I, I think so, I saw it. Not, that good. That's, not uh, good for the state. Bad. All right, folks. Well, that's it. Great episode. We're doing it. David, thanks for joining us. Anything Big else? stuff coming. We've got our uh we've got our week two review coming up. We got a good week two. Hopefully the SEC will bounce back. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Big SEC Guys. We are now on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Please follow, like, 
subscribe, and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. The end.